I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello. I'm Naomi. And I'm Danielle. And um, this is Batch Bitch's podcast where we bitch about The Bachelor, except um, it's not on TV at the moment, so we do other things, like have wonderful guests. Our second ever guest on the podcast is TikTok sensation and bisexual Samantha Andrew. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> hello, hello. I love I love being named a TikTok sensation and a bisexual. <laughs> I'm, I'm extremely versatile. <laughs> I love it. Hello, thanks for having me. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. Um, If you um, basically, this podcast is um, we talk about reality TV, but oftentimes we don't want to watch reality TV because it is hell. So then we just end up getting cool people on, or it's just Danielle and I just talking absolute shit. Um, So, so happy to have you here, Samantha. You just got back from Mardi Gras. I did. How was that? It was really, it was really fun. It was my first ever time going. Um, we got to stay, which was like so lucky, thanks to the W Hotels. We got to stay at a five-star hotel and I've never stayed at a five-star hotel before. We were like, me and Cody, my partner, were the bitches that refused to get a taxi from or an Uber from the airport. So we walked 25 minutes to the closest <laughs> train station that didn't have a surcharge, but then what? like arrived at this five-star hotel like, sweaty and disheveled and they're like would you like they're like welcome Samantha. they did not speak like this but they had that energy they're like welcome Samantha and Cody would you like a glass of mum and in my head I'm like do I have to pay for that like I was like mm, yes we will um but no it was a really it was a really great experience it was truly bonkers walking around the Sydney cricket ground and people like screaming out my name. I was like, you've <laughs> got to be kidding. It was, it was weird. And they're like, please do not, you know, break COVID restrictions and like go over the, the um, barricade. And I was just like, bah! and like people were running down for photos. And I was like, this is, it was unlike anything I've experienced. And I just, I truly thought I'd get to Sydney and everyone be like, nah, don't know you. And then I'd only be like somewhat known on Smith Street in Fitzroy. And that's basically it. But, um, <laughs> But yeah, it was really, really, really fun. Have you either of you been to Mardi Gras before? No, no, no. no. We're, we're straight as hell. Well, Danielle's straighter than me. She's she's a she's a Kinsey zero for sure. I'm about it's a, upsetting a to it's upsetting, but you know it is what it is. She can't. She was born that way. She was born this way in Lady, Lady Gaga's words, and there's nothing she can do that's about it, it, which is really sad. But you know that's the truth that we're living in. Um, it must be nice to be welcomed in like a huge queer space. Like imagine if you went to like you know the MCG when the footy was on, and that's where oh. everyone recognized you. Like what a blessing for you. Truly, I know there was one. I had one experience 
where um, I don't know what I don't know what um, group they were from or who they were marching with, but this one I would say like 14, 15 year old um, teenager just like walked straight up to me and then just hugged me and I was like, <laughs> oh my god, like I love you and I was like. When I left, sorry, I feel like I've, I've started this interview sounding like a bit of a tosser. I'm like, Mardi Gras was really good. Five-star hotel, mom champagne, people shouting my name. I guess it was a good – like, anyway, no, I, do, I am telling you the best. of the. This has been a highlight since, like – Yeah, but I'm, like, I'm just fixated on, in my mind, the thing that, like, I'm struggling with is – so. Nobody sent you cab charges, yeah, so you could get a free. Like thinking. I've just been thinking about it the whole time. That's why I've not been super engaged because I'm just thinking like, who is who's running this? They didn't let her know that she can send through her receipts or something if she hasn't got a cab charge. Yeah, there's, what the I, hell I, is I have no this? doubt that they expected you to send them a receipt to get reimbursed. You were like, I'm not paying that thirty dollars. So true. I'm an absolute stinge. So is my partner. That's so. how we know you're really down to earth because you think you're not worth a cab charge and <laughs> that's exactly it i just like everyone to know that like i did walk to ascot station and that's <laughs> being resourceful and stingy <laughs> really brave of you really brave yeah danielle and i went to a bar when she was last in melbourne and um the and the guy behind the bar said i love your stuff and we both looked at each other like he must be talking to you and he was like <laughs> both of you and we were like oh <laughs> oh it's the but first time we've ever been recognised as a duo. Yeah. Oh, I would have I would definitely um would have recognised either of you out in public. Um Danielle, I don't know if you you don't know this, um, but I actually watched you on YouTube. I went and did a whole binge of like the raw comedy um fi- semi-finals and finals and all of those kind of things um for melbourne comedy festival yeah it was part of oh, MIC. Yeah, yeah yeah and i went and watched a whole bunch of like you emma holland and i was like fucking hell you are brilliant and then of course naomi i've seen and i'm obsessed with why you like this and oh, so when thank you. The I, inbox, I was about to come i was about to come down on you for not watching my raw comedy set um, <laughs> of course i've seen it you you are oh, you best believe i actually watched the pilot way back when because that was obviously oh, released yeah. before everything yeah, else. like two years you, ago. Yeah, that's I'm so. This. Yeah, I'm just. I really. I mean it sincerely. Like I'm a very big fan of both of you. So when you asked me oh, to be part of this, I was like, guys. beep. So keen. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a very sweet little voice note because I follow you on TikTok. Um, yep. Unfortunately, Danielle does not know how to use TikTok. Um, I that's not. It's not just TikTok. It's like everything. Oh, it's everything. It's, I've seen right. her on her computer, and a warning pops up, and she just clicks OK, and I'm like, "What did that say?" And then she's oh, like, I, "I don't know." And then the computer breaks. I got a brand new laptop once, <laughs> and I used the internet for the first time. And I, I, I went to a page, and then like a pop up popped up and said, "Your computer is infected. Call this number." And I called the number, <laughs> and then I let somebody remote access my brand new computer. No. And as they were remote accessing my brand new computer, it like clicked in my head, and I just shut the laptop and just like sat no. on my bed until my boyfriend came over, and I was like, "I did something real bad." Oh my, you. <laughs> For sure have 
like 35 iPhone first generation still on the way that you've probably accepted in some <laughs> scam game. It's like, you've won an iPhone and you're like, I guess. Yeah, I'm a millionaire. <laughs> I've got like Woolworths vouchers in the mail that are coming my way and JB Hi-Fi gift cards too, apparently. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh She's my God. from Townsville. Okay, so we can't hold it against her. She grew up different, <sighs> you know. They put all their food in the fridge up there because otherwise it melts. Um, they put their True. veggie in the fridge. So, you know. What? What are you saying? That you put your Vegemite in the fridge up in Townsville and it means you're a freak and so we shouldn't judge you for being a freak. But also lots of those things are to keep the ants out too. It's not just because of the heat. Yeah, so you grew up in squalor. (laughs) (laughs) In insect-ridden town. (laughs) Um, Well, that's because your TikToks are great, Samantha. Um, I love them. I'm going to be honest, I don't follow a lot of Australians on TikTok. You are one of a few. Um... But it's great because of the um, – I really like the the ones about the um, different shopkeepers because I used to be <laughs> obsessed with this girl who worked at General Pants who I was oh afraid of because every time I would go in there, I would be like, she's coming for me. And she would always come. And then she yep. would start telling me that, you know, what this would look great with a chunky necklace. Like, And this was past the age <laughs> of chunky necklaces. I was like, lady, what are you doing? But yep. I was terrified of her. And then I watched your TikTok and I was like, that's her! <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes. Oh, I'm glad. Thank you for thank you for following me. That was a fun kind of series to do. I think that was the series where everyone's like, "Who are you?" And then, mm. yeah. But and now but you're yeah. getting now you're getting um, screamed at by a bunch of gay kids. So it's working. Out. <laughs> um, so you, living the dream. You um, also do comedy outside of TikTok. Um, yes. So which we love, Danielle. You had a question to ask her about that. Yes, what is it like being a woman in comedy? Oh, so bloody easy, not a not a single worry in the world. Absolutely kidding. No, I am, yeah, no, no one questions you. It's never about your appearance, none of those things. It's just you get up on stage and you're not booed. Um, no, I, to be booed? completely, <laughs> no, no, no. To be fair, I, um, I haven't done stand-up before. That's something that I like, it's on my list to do, but it, petrifies me which is why I kind of want to do it I think I'd have to do like a like a musical stand-up like with the keyboard and like do songs kind of like a Jude Pearl situation but I being a woman in comedy yeah I you know I get it's my audience is obviously this was a joke question oh I thought I was ready to be like you know let's dissect this Wait, I messaged Naomi as a joke before and was like, should I ask this question as a joke straight face? Just the worst question ever. But you're such a lovely person that you're like, I'll engage with these two women in comedy asking me what it's like to be a woman in comedy. I was I was ready to have a I mean, you can still talk about it. I want to hear about it because yeah. I, I used to do stand-up and I yep. just hated it so much. Mm. But I did do it because I was scared of it and I thought, you know, I'd be good at it. And it, it, it was a good stepping stone. For me. And you yeah. up, were good at it. Thank you, Daniel. Mm. Thank you so much. I can see you being good at stand up, definitely. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, you watch I... my raw set, so you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, like, I honestly, like, do do you like stand up comedy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. And I think there's something, there's something I find um, 
so like awesome for lack of a better word truly um awesome about someone being able to just stand on stage with like a water bottle and a microphone and just tell stories and get an audience on side without editing costume script music any of that mm. um I also think there's a lot of shit stand-up out there that but there of course of course stand-up is opinion-based but I've gone to some like scratch nights and I'm like next but, some, but for some people they're like that's bloody hilarious like my dad and to be fair this is a bad example because I actually do think this comedian is funny but like my dad is like obsessed with Carl Barron and, and obsessed with who is the dude that does the things about airport security? Oh, I don't know. Any man. Yeah. yeah that just but like man. just basically comedians that are like, you know what's good about getting in a taxi? And dad's like, hilarious. <laughs> More. And I'm like, whereas my, like my favorite stand-up comedians, I'm, I'm obsessed with Chelsea Pretty. Like she's just oh, yeah, brilliant she's in my eyes. Um, but yeah, I, I can't even remember what the question was. I do really enjoy watching stand-up and I love musical comedians and like cabaret artists that very much infuse comedy into their writing. Because yeah. you do cabaret, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You did a, a cabaret show about being bi. Yep. And now you're doing one about primary school? Correct. Correct. Yeah. It's And it's interesting, isn't it? I feel like people here... Um, the word like cabaret and they think like life is a cabaret and it's like no I'm not I don't don't have the velvet top hat and I'm not like oh well then I'm not coming yeah swimming across a stage whilst there's like a hi-hat on a drum like I the the music that I write is very like it's obviously parody based and every kind of song exists parodying a certain like genre so you know in in Baby Bye Bye Bye, we had like the techno number and then we have like the Destiny's Child style number. But mm. I, yeah, I feel like some, some of my friends have been very lovely in being like, yeah, Sam, yeah, we'll be there at your cabaret. Yeah, I'm real, I'm really versed in cabaret and I know what it is. And then afterwards, they're like, oh, that wasn't really like a cabaret. I'm like, it's just storytelling through song. Yeah. But some people like to do it in a way of like, we're going to talk about my love life through Adele's 21 album. And then they'll just like, you know, which is also a different form. But I like writing all the lyrics and all the music myself. Um, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So it's not even like you take like the backing track of other, you're writing all the tunes nah, as it's well. All, it's all, yeah. And this is my first kind of, just to circle back to the woman in comedy kind of thing. <laughs> this is my first kind of um, time doing doing the tracks on my own. I've always worked with... um. Max Lorick, who's like an amazing producer, but I was like, nah, I'm going to have a little fiddle around on GarageBand and if the songs are shit, at least the performance will be good and the lyrics will be funny. And if you listen to it, Max, and you can hear that the balance is off and that drum's out of time, just just compliment me on, on the singing. <laughs> and then I think it's good for me to just like do it and just try. And Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. That's how men yeah. get to where they are. They just believe that they can. That's literally the only difference. That's, that's the source it. of, I would say, 90% of inequality is men being like, I can do it. And women who have 10 times more experience being like, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> oh, should I? Um, but that's great. I love musical comedy too because I do feel like it's just easier to be entertained because this either the jokes can be good or the song can be catchy or both and you're enjoying yourself. That's it. Um, I've that's always it. loved it, but um, never don't know how to write a song. Um, there's 
I, I know Michelle Brazier does technically cabaret. I don't know if you oh, know her, but she's, I do. I'm very I think familiar she's with making cabaret. You and her, you know, this is the start of cabaret being cool again. I think I'm very hopeful for it. I'm that's it. And I think like I don't know if either of you are familiar or or like um Crazy Ex Girlfriend, the T V mm. show. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but that's it. like that's the goal for me. It's to do stuff like what um Rachel Bloom did where she was just releasing like parody music videos on YouTube and then she was picked up and now she has a television special that's all songs <clears throat> um through songs through music. The fuck you know what I mean. <laughs> Songs through music. The best songs through music, music through songs. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. One of those early songs, I Still Peps. I don't know if you've oh, seen that one. Yeah. She's so good. Danielle, do you have any idea what we're talking about? I No, ah! I've got no idea. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's why I was like, oh, no, I haven't talked. It's going to sound like I hate whatever this is. Just say yes, haha, and then it will seem like you're like, yes, ending, even though you have no idea how to in- interact with this um, I've sent Danielle a list of like topic. 10 TV shows for her to watch, and she still has not watched any of them. Too busy watching like TLC specials. I'm sorry, my thou- Thousand Pound Sisters is a good show. <laughs> My strange addiction. Um, oh. is, my strange addiction is trying to get Danielle to watch something other than my strange addiction. All I want to do is watch people who've got it who are addicted to sniffing petrol um, in their True. own kitchen. That's all I want to watch. <laughs> How can they break that? But if they added cabaret to that, now that would be an incredible show. Oh, maybe that's the number three show. Is Actually, that done. no nobody steal that idea. I'm gonna write a cabaret show. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. So you do this cabaret. It's not just you, is it? Is there someone else? No. So it's um with my creative partner Mel O'Brien. She's brilliant, brilliant, like classically trained opera singer, but can also just Ooh. sing everything and has comedy chops like no one I've ever met. Like she's just ridiculous. Um. So we're writing it together. And she's writing the music with me. I do the tracks, but we just sit in a room together and we just sing things. And we're like, I think that's funny. And then we'll write it down. But yeah, she is brilliant. I cast her in a musical that I wrote a few years ago. I wrote like a mini acapella musical for like a Sitzbro kind of scratch night about um, acapella musical. Yeah, yeah. It was like a, (laughs) it's called Scene. It's on YouTube if you want to look it up. It's it's very like 2018, but um, it's. The musical's about someone being left on red on Facebook Messenger and they're kind of like downward spiral and being like, oh, my God, I'm over technology. It's The elevator pitch probably doesn't sound very good, but it's silly, fun, energetic, and I'd never heard her sing before, but I just got a good vibe off her and I was like, you're in. And she was like, radio, didn't even audition. I'm like, you're just in, babe, you're in. And God, then, imagine if she was bad she at singing. Sing. I know. And then cast her in another What would musical. What would it be done if she was the most tone deaf? Well, well, well. Oh, oh, like, you're having the character songs where you half speak, half sing. Um, and then, yeah, then cast her in another musical that I wrote um, called Girls Are Hot where she played like wow, the, the, the bitchy villain that works title. at Kukai. Yeah, it's. That musical is still in development, but um, she played the kind of bitchy lead that works at Cook Eye and she was <laughs> brilliant. Hell and yeah. she's still brilliant now. Yeah. How, what's it like? Because we, um, we have a, Danielle, we have somewhat of a creative partnership. 
I would say. Yep. E- yes. And then I also have one with Harm, who like I wrote why you like this with, with my boyfriend as well, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's it like being in that creative partnership? Because to, for me, it's been some of the most intense relationships of my life. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so my, I've worked either both with Mel O'Brien and then Belle Larkham and Erin Patterson on Baby Bye 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 and on Girls Are Hot. And I think, um, one, I love working with women. That's just like a preference that I have. But mm. work creative partnerships, they, they are intense. And sometimes you'll be sitting in a writer's room or on a stage floor and butting heads about something. But I think ultimately it's same with Belle and Erin, me and Mel, we just have a really similar sense of humour and we're – mature enough for one of us to be like that that's not funny and the other one to be like okay or what we say in the writer's room is like okay well like prove me wrong like tell me tell me why um but yeah it's really it's really good but I've never had an experience of and I'm sure it would happen you know Mel or Belle or Erin coming with like to me or to the room with like really crap offers and you're like oh how do you do this I've just Mm. been very lucky that it all just ebbs and flows. We've all got a really similar taste. And I think we all fill out each other in like different ways. Like working with Erin, Erin is really, she's really meticulous and really like um, in, in the best way, really calculated in the way that she writes jokes. And she's, I kind of see it like she like serves it on a plate and then we'll just like slowly walk away and like watch the audience like eat it up and then be like, oh my gosh. And like realize what they've like digested and be like, that's hilarious. Whereas Belle's very like energetic and fun and just like blah. And we'll just throw offers out there. And I'm kind of in between. So we all just kind of bounce off each other. And Mel is, you know, just so silly. And I think, sorry, I'm really rambling right now. Last point. <laughs> it's a podcast. You're allowed to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I think working You're with like, Mel. You're like, sorry, I'm taking up too much space. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really sorry. I'm just going to close laptop. Um, she, Mel is really like, we'll be on we'll be throwing out offers and some like she could even give me like the worst lyric offer in the world, but because her performance chops are so <laughs> undeniably fucked, I'll be like, that's the best I, I <laughs> have ever seen. You are such a good actress. I'm like, brilliant. It's in. But also her offers are awesome. <laughs> yeah. Except when they're yeah. awful. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever worked with men. Um, but yeah, it is awful. Yeah. It sucks. I, <laughs> no offense to my boyfriend. Nah, he's lovely. Um, but I, cause I used to work in, um, like at a tech startup and I think one of the best mm. things that happened to me was leaving to only ever work with women in the future. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> no so offense. is that opening episode in why you like this a little bit reflective of like your experience? Cause you've got like basically the all male office. Um, it, uh, honestly, not, not exactly because the difference is I was very much that person, but the difference is that, um, I was the first employee where I worked. It was like the two co-founders and then me and then other people started coming on. So I was actually really able to create the culture, which meant that everyone just did whatever I said. (laughs) And I loved that because, you know, someone new would come in and they'd start, you know, quoting Reddit and I'd be like... No, yeah. <laughs> we won't here. have any of that. We won't be having discussions about equality of opportunity versus equality of outcome. You'll shut up and I'll push until we hire another woman. And you'll sit down and you'll take your fedora <laughs> off and you'll be quiet. Um, so that was really nice. <laughs> I hung I my head at the fedora comment. 
<laughs> oh lord yeah that's a particular type of guy that gets into um coding but that's okay they can be changed i found that um one way uh the, the, the two the two types of people i've been able to sort of infest with um with leftist ideals <laughs> have been my family and my co-workers and i think it's because neither of them can leave so it yep. doesn't matter how much you like harp on about stuff, you still have to see them the next day. And then, you know, it goes yep. from one guy being like, I don't think that's, you know, I don't think that's sexist. I think you're just reading into it to, you know, asking me if he should change the pronouns in the game he's making to be they instead of he. So it's inclusive <laughs> to everyone. And I go, and I wipe my hands. So that's been, um, I know you do a lot of like activism and stuff as well, but I have found the best tactic for me personally has just been um, nagging. I don't yep. know about you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's it, a tip. It, de- it definitely, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Anytime I've been in a situation like where I've gone to do like a branded campaign or a sponsored campaign and the brand's like, yes, 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 we love you. You're like, oh, we also love your partner. And I'm like, well, you're going to pay the, my partner the exact same as me. And they're like, but, I'm like, but no buts. And they're like, but, and I'm like, well, and they're like, fine. So, yeah. <laughs> ah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. That's, that's a, that's a tale for another time. But it's just like, just pay people. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. so over. Yeah. And this industry is just riddled with like, but it's for exposure. And I'm like, <laughs> I know, but I'm. 25 now and I'm like living out of home for the first time like a little bubba and I don't have my parents cooking for me and I need to make money like <laughs> really I, oh, I don't know I don't know how old either either of you are but like I'm getting to that age now where I'm like no I'm not doing stuff for exposure anymore unless it's a really good gig yeah unless you're actually genuinely getting something from it that's it <laughs> yeah, yeah that's yeah. it yeah, there's yeah. no, there's a lot of that in this industry, especially because Danielle and I, we're we're a couple of years older than you, but we would we get sent. There's a few times that we've got sent the same brief because we look young to play like someone who's you know supposed to be younger than we yeah. are, and we'll just be like, hey, do you get this offer for this gig that pays nothing? Yeah, me too. Okay, we're about <laughs> saying no. <laughs> yeah. I once got this offer from somebody who was like doing the like Miss, I don't know Miss Australia, going for like that thing, and so I don't know. She was like Miss miss victoria or something going for like going for that getting to like the the finals to to go for that role and so she needed to organize like a fundraiser um and i because it's like part of you you go like oh well of course i want to do stuff for charity um of course Mm -hmm. but usually with those things you can get like um i can't remember the name of it you can get like what like a receipt that's like what you would be paid in lieu so that you when you do your tax oh. you can like receive that in instead so that you're still like you can use it as like a tax offset as well so that you can still like receive like payment as well yeah. and usually like places will do that um but like it was just with this particular person i was like so wait you're paying the caterers for this event you're paying everybody else, just not the entertainment. You're selling tickets. And let's be honest right now, you wouldn't be organizing this event if it wasn't for mm. you trying to get your own title out of it for <laughs> yeah. this other opportunity. Are you saying you didn't do the gig, Danielle? I'm saying I didn't do the gig. You selfish um, bitch. Well, I did suggest, you know, all, all we needed was um, the paperwork to be done. Yeah. You know, it's not like <laughs> they paperwork. didn't actually need to pay me. It's... <laughs> 
it's like the thing and you know usually if I did a gig for charity I would like donate the fee anyway but it's sort of like the principle of it as well (laughs) of being like principles I speaking of tax I just finished um my past three years of tax returns that I haven't done for three years congratulations thank you I recently um I recently Samantha I got diagnosed (laughs) with ADHD so um it's been a real journey for me to look back and see how much shit I wasn't getting done and um it's it's amazing but I just spent a lot of time going through my emails and trying to find movie tickets because I know we can claim that (laughs) true (laughs) I was was gonna ask before because obviously you both have done stand-up gigs is that right yeah I know Naomi yeah obviously um the like a few Oh my gosh, not me not knowing when International Women's Day was. Was it yesterday or the day before? <laughs> the it day Monday. before. I think. It was on three Monday. Days ago. Yeah. Three <laughs> days ago. Sorry. Wow. Me okay. trying to um couple of tracks. Have you have you found or do you know, like within your I'm I'm genuinely curious because I don't know. Within like the stand-up industry, do does everyone get paid the same for a gig? Or have you been at gigs where you know that like your male like other male performers are making more or because I know of opportunities is one whole one and like um women like filling slots on like comedy nights but what about pay have you either of you experienced actually Danielle booked me for a gig once and then I found out that other people got paid and I didn't so Danielle really? do you want to air what? that now what gig it was I found out that a lot of the other comedians were getting thirty dollars and I didn't get anything so maybe wait we was this the gig the I I booked you for Naomi you needed to invoice for that for some reason the guy who asked me to book that night said everybody needed to invoice for <laughs> no thirty dollars you, you said you're not getting paid but other people are getting paid because there's only so much money oh I don't know Since <laughs> can. I can't remember what it was for, but I'm sorry if that's the so, case. So, yes, Samantha, but... I would say there's a problem with, you know, some women being gatekeepers <laughs> and wanting other women not to get paid, um, which if you've read the book Lean In, you know that that is extremely toxic um, and I don't want to name names. But, <laughs> uh, but also, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's times when I haven't even known that I'm getting paid less than someone. And obviously, like, yeah. I didn't I didn't go super far with stand-up because I quit because I didn't like it. But, um, yeah. Danielle, you'd have more of an idea. <laughs> yeah, I feel like sometimes it's also, like, um, like, obviously for, like, for different gigs that are, like, being paid, like, if, if it's, like, a big gig, there's obviously, like, tiers of what's being paid as well. So it's, like... Yeah is your tier all being paid the same and then like the tier above you will be getting paid a different level because it's also hard because sometimes it's I guess it's so hard to tell and police it because you don't know if it's like an experienced based thing as well Mm. like you know like sometimes it's like obviously the headline is going to get paid more or some person who's on tv five nights a week is going to get paid more because they've it's sort of like okay this is the way I this is the way I'm phrasing it and I know I'm going to sound like a psycho. So, you know, with like NFL teams or football teams and, and like sporting teams. Absolutely, how they've, of course. How they've got like yeah. a budget for that team for all the salaries. And so like the star player of the team will be paid like heaps more than yeah. other people. Um, and so it's hard to know as well. Like, mm. Like that's a hard thing and you can't really place it unless you're talking to other people who you're like, oh, I should be probably paid the same as that person. So, Danielle, yeah. what you're saying in terms of the NFL, I would be like a new draft because I wasn't worth getting paid. 
Oh my god, Naomi! I you need to send me so I can work out what this gig was as well, so that I can I know, work I'm out what it was. I'm gonna name the gig, but I know very well what it was. Te- um, well, send me a text message right now. <laughs> I'm just um, obsessed, Naomi, with the fact that you just before were like, so I'm getting, I got all my taxes in order, and now this is just surfaced, and it's like, ba bow. Because also, like, I was booking the gig, not the one in charge of the pay. You. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Because you only had a, you only had a budget for a certain amount of paid people, and then they told you to actually also get like free people as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but luckily, you know what? I, I was happy to work for Exposure at that point. I'm past that now. Um, but it's fine. Anyway, we can move on. But that's the thing with that, um, like the star player getting paid more because, like, more often than not, the star players are the people who are like white or men or cis or whatever. Yeah. Luckily, are, though, who just are more popular because they they appeal to more people because you know they don't mm. scare anyone by having a vagina or whatever. Luckily, <laughs> though, now because people are aware that um, it's not okay to have you know all men on a lineup or all straight people on a lineup or all um you know whatever like whatever it is you like have to have diversity in the lineup um because there are less women less people of color less queer people mm. it does mean that they're in more demand as well so that mm. helps as well to level out the playing field a bit yeah um with that stuff because if not it would just be all the people who've been around for forever who everybody <laughs> is like oh that looks familiar to me of course I'll continue to book Every something that I know what it is 10 Peter Hellias <laughs> <laughs> which I'm not against of its own thing that has its own merit I would love to watch 10 Peter Hellias but not every night you know we need some diversity <laughs> yeah it does make it hard like I did a gig in uh, somewhere else once and um it was like 12 people on the lineup for some reason it was this insanely long night in this sort of like rural-ish area and all the people before me were like exactly the same as each other right and so by the time it got to me and I was not doing anything like what they were doing oh, no, and I didn't look like they were dead pigs and dicks and fingers looking like sausages or some shit yeah <laughs> I'll tell you what, they did not know what to think. They don't know what to think if you just have all of the same thing and then one different thing. Yeah, it's so totally. much better if you've got diversity on the lineup because then there is something for everyone as well. Mm. Did it did it get well received or did you just get a lot of kind no. of like blank stares, right? Yeah, I yeah. just got, yeah, a lot of blank stares. And when that happens, I don't respond too kindly. <laughs> And we'll sort of like dissect what's happening on stage. Do and, you? Um, yeah, sometimes. I don't think if... I've ever seen you have a bad gig, Danielle. Well, thank you so much, Naomi. <laughs> um, but occasionally it does happen. And when it happens, I go off my absolute rocker. Really? <laughs> I go bananas because I like dissect. I mean, unless I can tell like I'm feeling off. Like, you know, sometimes on if you're on stage, you're like, oh, it's me for some reason. I'm not yeah. like in the right space or whatnot but if I'm feeling funny and they're not <laughs> laughing I'm like oh this is on you because I'm being really funny right now that's good I fucking <laughs> love that you can like back yourself as well that's so good when you're like no I am funny like yeah, yeah. But it, you do look crazy though if you're laughing at everything you're saying to like a, <laughs> a crowd that are like you're bombing and you're like man I am killing it in here <laughs> 
<laughs> to be fair, I think that's what men do most of the time. And that is honestly the attitude that we should all strive for. <laughs> yes. Oh, Truly. my God. I did a gig the other night in Sydney. So in Melbourne, you will get crucified and bullied if you go over time. People right. will, like, make fun of you, like, for doing it because they'll be like, what are you doing? You don't respect the room. We're not going to book them again. In Sydney, that is not the case. Everybody right. here is going over time like nobody's business. It's extremely frustrating <laughs> for me to watch. I'm like, I don't want to be here all night. Why are you going over time? The mm. other night I was at a gig. Everybody was supposed to be doing seven minutes and this guy got up and did 17 minutes. No. And he bombed the entire time. What? And he Ugh. was like, it was like he was doing a special or something. Like he got it. And I was like, okay, this has surely got to be the end. This guy's been giving him the light for like 10 minutes now. Like yeah. in moving around the room, giving him the light. And he just like looked down and I was like. <laughs> just running around with the torch. Just It was so distracting. <laughs> yes. The audience were like so confused by what was happening and then he like paused and i was like oh he's gonna get off he's finished yeah. that joke didn't get a laugh he's gonna get off and then he just went so fossils right no and Not a continued point. a new bit and it was so insane and then he got off and he just said he was like pretty good crowd <laughs> and i was absolutely not dude Get Lord. away. Stop doing comedy. <laughs> the worst it's the worst phantom laugh syndrome I've ever seen in my uh, life. Phantom laugh syndrome. Yes, that's the I've thing never that, heard of that a lot of people have in their heads mm. where they you know, they think they hear laughter. Yeah, I right. think I have the opposite. I think that's why I yes. didn't enjoy stand up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How do you so do you do gigs, Samantha? Do you like do gigs or do you just do your like one hour shows? Just one hour shows, but I'd love to do gigs. And like, you know, obviously at fringe performance, fringe festivals, etc. if there's like a club slot, I'll get up and perform like a few songs. But I want to get more into like doing gigs or hosting and just like emceeing and stuff. I feel like I'd froth that because it's oh, also yeah. like, I don't want to wait. Just posted that if you just said you were going to like host a show and then just have like, it's like Samantha and friends. They yeah. Samantha and friends. Yeah. I'm obsessed. Yeah. So <laughs> I would, I would love to do that because it's also a bit annoying, like waiting for a festival to come and then to get your slot for a week and then it's over. I'd mm. love to just be like dipping my toe in the water as often as possible. But yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, it's a good way to test stuff as well. I mean, that's the totally. point, I guess. Totally. Um, but there is a bigger risk of bombing, I would say, because you never know what you're going to get. Oh. <laughs> have you ever – but that's the thing with, like, I've never done an hour-long show, but yeah. I – have you bombed any hour-long shows? No, no. Thank God. No. Uh, you know – That's going to be horrifying. <laughs> well, that's it. And it's it's the, the silly stuff that you get really nervous about, like – my mic's not going to turn on at the right time. This cue's not going to work. This track is going to lag. Like just stuff that you don't want to worry about. Um, the only like the only like bad experience that we uh, we had when we did Baby Bye 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 was we performed at Gay Times Festival in this like random little room um, and we were up on stage singing some like song uh, called Brent Dongus about like um, straight white boys that like bisexual women because they think it's hot and we were like doing this like <laughs> rock number just being like yeah and like running around the stage and then 
Belle cut her hand open on a microphone, but didn't realize, and then was like grabbing me, and I was like <gasps> covered in blood, and I was like lit. I was like, I love this rock moment for me, coming from like very coral training. I was like, I love this like career change for me. This suit, I'm 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 very that. I'm very badass. Um, and afterwards, I was just covered in blood, and I was like, Nah, keep it on. Like keep it on. Bio Long live art. Art moment. That's stunt. Do you think they thought it was some kind of commentary on toxic like, masculinity? Definitely. Because I, I was wearing red lipstick on my lips, and there's like one moment in the song where like Belle kisses me for one second, like obviously the lipstick smudge. I was just a red mess, but I was obsessed with it. Yeah. That's horrifying. Did you keep it going? Did, yeah, totally. And then at the like, end, I, she's bleeding all over me. But yeah, Belle was also Belle's just like so, she's like a wind up toy of energy, and she was like, "What?" And then we got off stage, and she's like, "I'm like bleeding." I'm like, "Yeah, you it?" Because that was, she was the lead in that song, so she was just like living her best life and cartwheeling all around the two by two meter stage. <laughs> yeah, um, that is uh, horrifying. I <laughs> totally. <laughs> Yeah, fingers crossed that doesn't happen every night during your run in Melbourne. <laughs> no, no. We're, me and Mel are very, um, we're like huge perfectionists and we've timed everything to like a second. And I, I'm kind of like, we want to get a bit more like breath into our show because at the moment it's really just jam-packed and it's a cabaret, but we're like not really addressing the audience. We're just running around like, next song, next song, this song, this character, this thing, this thing. You hold this glue stick, you touch this diorama. And there's no like, just fucking chill out and just be like, Hello, tough in town, because we're performing in tough in town. Like, we're blah and blah. We're like, no, no time. It will be a musical. <laughs> yeah, I've I've never seen a cabaret without more breath in it than you could imagine. <laughs> yeah. They love to do that. I love um Michelle Brazier does this thing where what you're talking about before, it's like singing about your feelings, which she just does it before every single song. She'll just like say something and then she'll go sing about it and then the track will start. <laughs> Every single time. Brilliant. So I'm she's expecting funny. that. Yeah, she's she's great. Um, she's Top great. in Town is freaking sick. I went there once and um, there were these two, I want to call them children in suits, these two boys. They had to be like just turned 18. And me and my friend were standing there and they said, do you guys want a drink? Like, you guys will buy you a drink. And then me and my friend sort of looked at each other like, oh, we could, if they want to buy us a drink, they can buy. And they went, oh. Uh, I'm not buying you a drink. <laughs> and walked away. We what? <laughs> what the fuck? I think they had like read the game or something. I don't know. They were. They looked like Boss Baby. Um, oh and my God. It was. They were like trying to neg us or something. And then I saw one of them talking to my friend. And I walked up to her and I whispered in her ear. And I was like, this guy's a cunt. Do not talk to him. Do not. And she's like, I know. He's being so annoying. Like I thought I was protecting these women, but they were just repelling every single woman in the room. And that is my biggest memory of Toff in town, which is a lovely venue. It reminds me of um me and my friend used to maybe be not not the boys in suits, but we always used to pretend to be British when we go to bars and we're like we like go to the front and we're like do you like have a beer? Like we don't know what kind, but we'd like to try a beer that you guys have on tap. And they're like, and then like guys, this is fucked. Like we were 19 and just dum-dums. And we were just like loving the attention. But then, you know, often like a guy would hear it and be like, oh yeah, um, actually a really good one to get is um, maybe a furfier. Like, I've heard of Victorian bitters, like quite good. Is that right? And then one time we were doing it at like, 
Republica or some like crappy like I don't know random <laughs> Sunday session we're like blah 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 we're from Britain and oh, they're always saying like, that English people to- are always saying totally that, that they're from, from Britain just let's umbrella term it and and then this guy's like oi he's like goes up to his mate he's like don't believe those um those birds they're not from Britain I heard them with an Australian accent for that don't blow our cover Furfy. I feel like every girl goes through a period where they're like, I'm just going to talk in an English accent until everyone around me wants to die. Absolutely. Absolutely. When when I lived in the UK, my friends, because obviously they didn't want to put on an English accent because we were in England, and two of them would always talk in an American accent. And just pretend they were from somewhere in California. And it was honestly the worst times of my life. Just sitting there, me not doing it because I can't do it. And I also was like, what is, why? Why are you doing this? Honestly, English people, why would they be more interested in talking to an American than talking to an Australian? If they're totally. going to talk to you because you have an accent, just keep your, you've oh, got wait, an they accent were in here. Australia? No, we were in England. Oh, well then, yeah, their their accent isn't interesting over there. What? No, no. My, my friends were also Australian. Oh, they what the fuck? To be <laughs> yeah, but they were I'm doing, sorry, I was confused. like, what is the point in this? And there's nothing worse than a bad American accent as well. Oh. Yes. We have, yeah. I don't, I'm sure, do you get, do you get given acting briefs often as well to like audition for stuff and do self-tapes? No, not overly. I definitely want to get more into acting and like do and get stuff like that. Um, so no, I can't really answer that question. Wish I could. <laughs> well, I get because of COVID, um, there are so this coming year, next year, a lot of American stuff is going to be made in Australia, which means yep. that the acting briefs me and Naomi have been getting <laughs> sent are often asking for us to film self tapes. With an American accent. Yes. Um, and this is highly, um, <laughs> like, highly crippling for my self-esteem. I don't know about Naomi, but yeah, watching yourself I back, no, it's not that back. good. I haven't heard back from any of them. I don't no. know why. Um, probably just an administrative error. <laughs> and it must be so horrifying for Americans as well because, you know, the wealth of actors that they have in that country because it's such a big industry. Totally. And then to come here and be like, maybe we can hire some local people. You know, they know Americans. And <laughs> just to get back just Well, 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 little lady. <laughs> like, they're like, we just want a broad American accent. And for I'm going reason, you're real a south. Yeah, there's like man. a tumbleweed in the background. <laughs> well, well. I love that. That's so good. Well, well, well. Here I am in New York City. My parents just dropped me off. I'm 18. Yeah. Yeah, I always sound like I'm doing a male accent too whenever I try to do a different one for some reason. It, it never sounds like a lady talking. Well, that's the tone of your voice does change because when I do an American accent, it does go deeper and then I try and like match the tone to my Australian act. It's really weird, but... Well, I, mean, I can't speak in my own cadence. <laughs> no. It's hard. It's very I, hard. Like, you're, like, you... pretending. But I, I understand it's acting, but I would like to be more myself when <laughs> yeah. I am acting. Yeah. Know? Yeah, because you do do accents on your TikToks. I've seen that. Um, yeah. I like doing I like doing accents. It's fun. Not it's bad really, at it. 
Thank you. I I would definitely want to try and get better. But it's um it's interesting. Like when I've done American accents, and I do <laughs> America. Oh America, it's so funny. My my TikToks like my audience breakdown is Australia, UK, and like Ireland, which is great. I, mm. I rarely make it to American TikTok, but if I do, they're just some some Americans are just like so tunnel vision that my video will like shop in their for you page, and they're like, and I'll be putting on an American accent, or I'll have an Australian accent, and they'll be like, actually, it wouldn't be putting on an American accent wrong it's when I have Australian accent and they're like is this Margot Robbie and I'm like what the fuck for anyone that doesn't know what I look like I look truly nothing like Margot Robbie and they're like it it I know uh, I know an Australian from I Tonya so it's that's her and I'm like what like no I'm not bloody Americans some of them I'm like there's more than one of us I remember doing a performance in LA randomly on the Jeopardy set so random this is but this is not this is back when I traveled with a choir and toured with a choir and we're performing on the Jeopardy choir tour a choir tour choir tour (laughs) damn okay I was part of the Qantas choir the the I still call Australia (gasps) home so we did a lot of yes okay way to bury the lead because yeah why didn't we open with that Choir, like I it's was one a of the white most important one. Dot in our culture. In that, I was a white <laughs> dot in that ad, but anyway. <laughs> you um, were in the ad. Yes. Yeah. This yeah. Is huge. This is huge. This is gotcha journalism. We I know. This it. is. I peaked too soon, but um, <laughs> I remember performing on the Jeopardy set, and um, the we were performing for this like show choir, and they were American. And after we performed, they were like, oh, they're like that was like so good. Like you guys are so talented. And we're like, thanks. We're like, oh, we'd love to search up your show choir. This is in 2013. Like, can, like what's your like? Do you guys have a YouTube channel? And they're like, what do you mean? And we're like, do you have like YouTube? Like we can search you up. And one girl like looks me dead in the eye and she's like, oh, like you have YouTube in Australia? And I'm like, yes. Since the Potter Puppet Pals. What are you talking about? <laughs> a classic. <laughs> Classic. classic foundational text the foundational og video and the shoes video do you remember that one where it's like yes. oh my god shoes those are my early early <laughs> danielle did you have these did you did you have youtube in town okay i remember watching the mysterious ticking noise on yes. i do yes. remember that but i don't remember oh i watched that the harry potter musical as well that they uh, had yeah. on youtube um that i think darren chris was in is that correct? No. Yes. Is that where he came yes. from? Weirdly. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that's it. That's all I watched on YouTube for a long point until recently. Because YouTube <laughs> like, is where YouTube's I watched Thousand Pound Sisters. Of just watching Harry Potter parody yes. content. True. <laughs> <laughs> and that video of that um, um, that kid who's just the apparently kid who's always like, and apparently. Uh, apparently I've never can't. been on live television before. That kid with the red yeah. hair. My granddad gives the me the remote after we do the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I was obsessed with the apparently I'll kid. link you, Numi. <laughs> apparently king. So, or did you say kid? Yeah, kid. apparently kid. kid. But he is, he is a king. He is a king. I can't believe that you were one of the... Did you travel around the world for that? No, I did the... Oh, uh, 08, 09, Quantaside, which was all filmed in Australia. So we, mm. I was, I was truly a white dot in the final shot. Like I wasn't running on no white sandy beach. I was a <laughs> dot. 
So much so that I was so far back, I didn't actually wear one of the Quanta shirts. I wore a white polo. They're like, it doesn't matter. And I was like, this wow. is just a huge slap in the face to my life as a <laughs> yeah. child star. Um, uh, yes. So we went to um, the Bungle Bungles in Kununurra in WA. I've been to the Bungle Bungles. Yes. Beautiful. They're so beautiful. Beautiful. So, yeah, that was that was fun. That was yonks ago. I was 14. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Well, I would say that you didn't peak too soon, um, especially <laughs> considering you were in the back and weren't even wearing the Qantas thing. I, I would say you're thriving. I was thriving. <laughs> you're thriving now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right, we should, we should wrap up soon. But you, okay, so we should talk about, you've got your comedy festival show coming mm-hmm. up. People should buy tickets. I'm yes. excited for it because you've got a lot of like school, you've got a, well at least a few on your TikTok as well of like, yes. I'm assuming some of that stuff works its way into your show, that kind of vibe. Totally, totally. Nostalgia essential. N- nostalgia, very much so. And, you know, it was it was f- interesting when I was like releasing TikToks earlier, like like during lockdown last year and everyone's like, more primary school content. And I was like, people can't know that I'm running a show. And I don't want to give it all away. So yeah. it'll be a chance to to kind of see it all. But, yes, we're performing from the 6th to the 18th of April at the Toffin Town. We've still got, like, we open on the 6th, so around about a month. And we've already sold out four or five of our shows of the 12th. So we're feeling great. Oh, feeling You're good. doing amazing. A Tickets month out. That's huge. <laughs> Fast. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be really fun. We're on at 9.45. So we are ready to have, like, a oh, tipsy audience. Every night yeah. after like some drunk dumplings just stumble their way down Swanston Street and come watch us. Yeah. Oh my yes. god. That, I'm so excited to see it. Um Thank you. Thank you for coming on our podcast. What a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having you. me. Thank you for uh, having me. Um and we what do we what do we say at the end? That's we we're not used to having guests, so we're really <laughs> rusty on what to do at the end. Um I guess we can just stay on the call forever. Um just live our lives, just keep the camera on. I feel like That's we need wonderful. to like say our names in an American, like an I'm Sam. I've all in an American accent. <laughs> I don't know to wrap it up. Or Pesh. <laughs> or I don't know. What Whoa. a great idea, Governor. I'm oh, Naomi. Oh, very good, ain't it? <laughs> and Love I'm it. and I'm Danielle. <laughs> I was. I, I don't know what happened, but I went into the southern one. Like, <laughs> That's before. the only place you can go. Old southern man. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, thank you for being here, Samantha. No thank worries. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Bye. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, all right. So that was the show, everyone. Um, we finished up. <laughs> um, Naomi. So that was the show, everyone. I can't believe you took the lead on that. And that is what you say. We Naomi. are so... Listen, sometimes I know exactly how to get to the point. And what I was doing there was getting exactly to the point. So, Naomi, do we have any reviews for this week? <laughs> that reminds me of, like, the three times I emceed a gig. And I, <laughs> and I did it. And then at the end I went.
Um, and that is at the end of my like opening set, I went, yeah. and that is my material. And now we'll go into um, one of the acts. <laughs> I'm like, what a fucking idiot, bro. We don't have any new reviews, but you know what? That's okay. I'll just remind you guys to um, please review the show or I will lose it. But, you know, we've had a break from the podcast. I understand. It's been a while, but I will start to get mad next week if there's no new reviews for me to look at. Okay, but this is growth from you because you're not immediately flying off the handle. So if we could all give Naomi a, a round of applause. <laughs> this um, girl is medicated and going to therapy <laughs> and we love that for her. But uh, she will be angry next week. Yeah. Do you know what happened to me? What? I, well, because I've started taking Vivance and I've noticed when I'll do, I'll do like a task and I'll be able to focus and I'll be like, this is amazing. And then I'll finish the task and then I'm so tense. <laughs> For hours. And I was like, what the fuck? I, I Usually when I finish a task is when I calm down. You relax. <laughs> um, but it turns out, no, the Vivance just helps me to just delay the stress until after I'm done with the task. And then I just get to use my relaxing time to be just stressed. Honestly, that's I would prefer that because at least you get the work done. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't prefer to feel that way, but I guess it's better for the, my ability to function in everyday life. Yeah, one. You know what I prefer to just be neurotypical. That's what I would prefer. <laughs> yeah, but do we know what that's like? Because you know, I think I also have something. That's but, um, something's going on. <laughs> something's going on, but because I I just get st- the other night I was emceeing a gig and um there was like a lady who had like you know I it's it's like I think with like Greek and Italian names because they're quite long and have like lots of letters in them. Um, a lot of people can't say them properly, but because I am um, with an Italian man with a long last name, or like all of the names are Me basically too. said phonetically. Yeah. You know? And so um, this lady, she was just double checking I could say her name, and I was like, yep, I read it, read it perfectly, did it perfectly, all good. And then, because um, she was like, everybody always messes up her name. And then when I was about to announce her to stage, I said her first name. And then this old man walked right in front of me and I had this like spasm in my brain that was like, oh, oh no, I should I should wait for the man to sit down at his table before I bring on this act so she doesn't have to come on to this man who's trying to find his seat. But then I was like, <laughs> you've already said her first name now, you just need to say her last name. And so there was this big pause between her first name and last name and now I'm sure she hates me because she thinks I forgot her name. But Wait, I did you say her last name? Yeah, I said her last name. I said it, but I, there was like a massive pause. You looked crazy. I, yeah, I probably. Well, that was also you always a, look crazy on stage anyway, so that's fuck, okay. Fuck you. I seem like a, just a cool, rel, well-rounded, normal girl who would <laughs> just be like a casual acquaintance in the office who's just chill and average. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, um, what's the song for this week? Okay, the song for this week is called On Hold For You. Okay, so for uh, anyone who hasn't listened to this podcast before... Um, we, we sing a song, um, that we get from Kevin McLeod, who is, um, makes a lot of free music that a lot of YouTubers and comedians and podcasters use. And we love him and his song descriptions. Are Go a little something like this. <laughs> What's it called? Sorry. Go again. It's called On Hold For You. And the song description mm-hmm. is the tenor sax performance in this piece was done by an AI musician. The notes and chords were generated algorithmically not by an ai um and then it's got like a link to an internet 
um, site where I, I guess you can see where that was generated. 0.33 seconds, there is an amazingly smooth and correct sounding run-up. 0.50 seconds, it goes be- below the actual tennis, sa- tennis sax range. I love how it extrapolated down there. 0.53 seconds, there's some leak hiss going on. At 0.58 seconds, I'll call that artistic license. One minute eight, it goes quite a bit above the standard range for a tennis sax. But those notes should be available in altissimo with some fancy fingerings. 2.20, you can almost taste the spit. 2.58, it plays the same note back to back but changes the tone of the note. Very cool. This tone transfer AI sax is amazing. Getting this level of detail in a recording with standard virtual instruments is almost impossible. AI for the win. So that's the song description. My for this God, week. that's a long one. It was a long one. A running commentary of the entire song. <laughs> yeah. I love Kevin McLeod. I don't know what's going on in his brain, but I think we're kindred souls. Yeah, he's a good guy. All right. Well, that was our song for this week. That's the podcast. Samantha, what a great person. So funny. Go see a show. I'm going to go see it. Yeah, there's not, there's not, there's way less shows on this comedy festival. So you've got no excuse. Go check out. Some yeah. Pals. Yeah. And you don't want to enrage, you don't want to, you don't want my fury if you don't go. No, no. I know you're all scared of me. <laughs> okay. Also, I have a show um, coming oh, yeah. up um, in at the Gold Coast, in the Gold Coast mm-hmm. um, for Gold Coast Laughs Festival on Friday the 19th of March. Woo. I think my show is like, I actually don't know the time. I should have checked that, but. It's early evening, so it's either like sometime between seven and eight thirty. My show will start. De- almost certainly, that's when the time frame is. Because wow, queen of plugging over here. Okay, well, I mean, God, they've got to go to the website gclaughs.com.au or whatever it is to like get the tickets anyway. Mm. Um, I I can see the seating arrangement online. There's a few people coming solo. I respect Ooh, that. I respect yeah. that. I love I- going to the movies solo. And mm. I'm just like a movie, just beautiful like those on-screen actresses, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I agree. Thank you. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Um, we'll talk to you next time. Bye.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 